Hi there, and welcome to Emmanuel. This is our conversations podcast where we spend a bit of time talking about the type of people that we want to become in our communities and in our homes. We hope that this encourages you to live a little bit more like Jesus taught us. God bless you. Well, hello, my name is Micah, and I'm here with Corey. Hi, everybody. And we went out into the hallway and grabbed the first person that we saw today, and we have an unwilling victim for our Conversations podcast today. Uh, Oliver, you uh, were just coming by to borrow a book, and Corey and I were sitting here with Mike, and we thought it might be good to just sit down and, and visit for a bit, because you're heading out uh, later this week to do some, well, what would you call it? Well, I'm basically visiting a bunch of different churches and serving where I can. So it's kind of like a ministry trip, kind of a learning trip. Um, it could almost be analogous with what Brenda Leanders does in her food study tours, where she's really going more to learn than really serving. Um, or I don't know exactly all the details about that, but I'll be doing more learning than actually You'll serve where you serving. can. Though, I can, right? yeah, where yeah. I can. So you are just between years uh, at... Kingswood right now, and this study tour, for lack of a better term, uh, is primarily based in the Quebec region, if I understand it right, and that is through a, a sister organization of ours uh, here at Emmanuel. We're part of a network of churches called uh, the Convention of Atlantic Baptist Churches, because we like easy-to-say sentences, and uh, there's several sister conventions across Canada one of which is the Union of French Baptist Churches. Yes. Uh, do I have the word order correct there, guys? Well, of course, it's not in English, so you're definitely... I don't know if you'd be pretty hard-pressed to do the <laughs> French translation of that, Micah. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Uh, anyway, so we've got... Corey, you were just reminding me. We've got a, a bit of a history there already here well, at Emmanuel. Just last year, Emmanuel's had a chance to partner with the French Baptist Union in an outreach that they did, I think it was last year, there was an Acadian Games taking place in northern New Brunswick. And so some churches gathered to do outreach around it. And so we had a chance to partner financially and hear reports about what God had done as well. So whether we've known it or not, because maybe not everybody knew we were doing that, we've had a chance to partner with the French Baptist Union. But now this is in Quebec, which is close to us, but seems like a whole other universe sometimes. What What's drawn you to Quebec, Oliver? Um, that's a good question. Well, over the last year and a little bit, um, in, while I was at Kingswood University studying for uh, worship ministry and different things, um, God really placed on my heart a burden for the people of Quebec because there's just so much lostness there. Um, they estimate less than 1% of Quebecois people identify as evangelical Christians. And so to give you a bit of comparison, in India, I haven't heard the latest statistics, but I've heard between like 3 and 5% sure. are Christian. Um, and so Quebec is very, very post-Christian, very secularized. And so mm. there's a huge need for people to be there and telling people about Jesus because there's just not a lot of presence there doing that right now. And so there's a huge need for... Um, for new churches being planted, churches that are preaching the gospel and are faithful to the Bible. Um, there is a historic 
connection, a strong connection with the Catholic Church, where a lot of people would still identify as Catholic, but there are very few people who would say they're really practicing Catholics, um, and people who really have a, a vibrant relationship with Jesus. So um, I know it, sometimes it's, it's hard to see in statistics because people still identify a lot as Catholic, even though it's really just their grandparents' faith or whatever. But there is definitely a need for um, vibrant, new Christian um, outreach and Christian communities where people can really come into an encounter with God and, and serve God. So There's some, um, as I've met, some amazing Christians who are French-Canadian. Mm. Uh, they're super devoted to Christ. They are all in. And I, I think that there are some great churches there, too. I know there's one church that uh, a friend of mine who's now become a friend of yours, he, he really is excited about. I think it's a church in Montreal, and it's a church that's doing great things, and it's a multi-staff church. Is, is that one of the churches that you're going to be able to connect with? Yeah, well, I'll be connecting with a lot of different churches around the province. I'll be in Trois-Rivières and um, in Quebec City. And then in Montreal, I'll kind of be there for the majority of my time this mm -hmm. summer and kind of connecting with all kinds of different churches. Mm -hmm. And so there are, from what I've um, looked at in Montreal, there's actually a few, really, like you said, really thriving churches. There's Lévis Nouvelle Vie, which is a non-denominational church that's actually around 3,000 people, which I didn't even... Before I, like, when I first started looking into Quebec and stuff, I didn't, it's a mega church. I didn't realize there were Amazing. any churches in Quebec, let alone a mega church. And so mm. that was pretty cool to hear about. Um, and to see their ministry, I follow some of their sermon podcasts a lot. And so they've got a really vibrant ministry in, in, in uh, Montreal. There's also, um, uh, La Chapelle, which is, is a Baptist church, I think with the North American Mission Board. Um, that uh, it's just been planted, I think, in the last four or five years and has really taken off. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in Montreal. So I'm hoping to really connect with all of these people, even if it's not officially part of what I'm, you know, in my itinerary of things to do. But I, I'll have a lot of free time. And so I plan to visit these churches and hopefully meet with pastors and kind of network with whoever I can. And Oliver, this would be because uh, I think you alluded to this a little bit earlier. There's been a sense of calling percolating in your life lately. Uh, just, I mean, obviously these things are subject to change without us understanding why, but why don't you just tell us a little bit about how that's been coming about? Okay, so it was um, February, March-ish of 2014 when this first kind of all started happening, and it was crazy, like all the different things that happened right in a row. You know, I read this article in uh, the Mosaic magazine from CBM about church planting, and then there was, you know, interview with 10 different church plants, and one of them was in Quebec. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Then later on in the magazine, there was a whole article written by David Rowley, who's actually the guy who I'm going with this summer. He's the general secretary of the French Baptist Union. And so he oversees all the convention Baptist churches there. And so I read this article by him and I was like, wow, this sounds so interesting. This culture that's, you know, so secularized and there's, you know, making headway um, in church planting and different things. And then there's all these different things that happened. My mom was like, oh, I always wondered if you would move to Quebec and be a pastor. There. I'm like, what? Like, you've <laughs> never told me about that. Like, how can you mean you always thought this? Like, well, I thought it might be Sarah because, you know, she studied French, but I don't think it's her now. I think it's you. And I'm like, what? Okay, sweet. And then all these crazy connections, um, you know, over and over. So, for instance, with David Rowley, who's the guy who wrote that article that I read, um, I was talking to Corey here at Emmanuel um, about this, this calling I've been feeling. He says, 
oh, really? You know, you need to meet that guy back there. He's walking by the church. I'll introduce you to him. So his name was Mallory Rowley, and he was a missionary in Chad, Africa for a while, and then in France later. And his son is David Rowley, who wrote that article, and who's the general secretary for the French Baptist Union. So then Corey introduced me to Mallory, the father, and Mallory introduced me to David, the son, and that's how this um, this trip this summer kind of all got organized around was David saying, okay, you know, you can come and live in the apartment in my basement and wow. I'll feed you and send you out to all these different churches. And it's this amazing opportunity I've had um, to to connect with different things. And so it's been really cool. All these different connections just really felt the sense of God confirming this call in my life and just opening unbelievable doors over and over and, and providing yeah. incredible connections. From what you're describing, it's been a very simple cut and dry straightforward path there's been no surprising god weaving things together at all (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's been it's been unbelievable it seems like every other person i talk to has some connection in quebec like people i meet on the streets like oh my son-in-law's brother is a missionary in quebec city it's like okay there can't be it's there's no way that everyone just has connections in quebec like these are just it's uncanny how many different people i keep meeting Let's talk a little bit about some of the the obstacles or some of the challenges in in ministry amongst French Canadian people because we're really uh, we're really strangers to that culture in a lot of ways um, and and there's been a historical we often turn a blind eye mm. to what God's been doing amongst amongst French Canadian people to to our detriment but definitely I mean there's the language mm-hmm. obviously uh, there's the secularization that you've talked about as well um but then also there's some like some real cultural uh, hurdles there as well because that's not your ethnicity french canadian yeah. and so how you what do you think about crossing that cultural divide because that's what every missionary does yeah right exactly and it is i think you're right it does need to be approached like a missionary would um in you know, contextualizing the gospel and, and presenting it in a way they can understand. And so, for instance, me as an English Canadian Protestant Christian going into a French part of Canada that's historically Catholic, like immediately it raises a lot of barriers. And so, trying to celebrate um, Quebecois culture as much as possible in, in ways that are redemptive, and obviously you don't celebrate sinful parts of culture because there are those as well, but. Um, using parts of culture that they can relate to and and saying you know to become a evangelical christian you don't need to abandon your french heritage you don't need to abandon who you are and become an english protestant like mm-hmm. there's often this division because it's so historically catholic that they associate anything protestant with english canada yes and so um that's another big hurdle and i think another thing that is a difficult um barrier with french canadians is that because there was such a historic um, Catholic connection, you know, in Quebec, the Catholic Church was the government up until 1960, essentially. And there there was um, different abuses and, and different um, scandals and all these different things that create a real bitterness and, and kind of a skepticism toward the church that can be difficult to overcome. And... Um, well, as with all missions, trust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Trust is huge, isn't it? And you've said that really your your role, you're not looking at winning Quebec for Christ, you know, riding in on your white horse and doing that. This is really 
I put it even now as a trust building yeah. exercise as you get to know people there and, and to be able to, when you go back, which it looks like it's not if, but when you go back, yeah. you'll be able to say, yeah, you know, I've, I've, I've been here before and I love this place. And I think trust gets built the mm-hmm. more exposure you get. I think that's true for all of us who are trying to live a, a missional life. And uh, talking with Mitch and Amanda, I was listening to some of uh, Mitch's teaching recently. One of the main steps that they experience is living amongst the community that they want to share the gospel with for four or five years hmm. uh, before they really get a chance to start making headway. And so that trust building is, is so key. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the language, of course. How are you doing with the language? You, you studied French? Uh, yeah. So French language? Yeah. I studied French. I did French immersion um, my whole school career, so from kindergarten to grade 12. Um, which was a good preparation. And so since I graduated two years ago, I haven't used it a lot. I've been using it at school as much as possible. Uh, there's some French people at school, um, an Acadian girl and some different people um, that I've been trying to speak with in French as much as possible. And we started meeting together once a week for meals and just to kind of eat supper together and speak French together. So I've been trying to uh, maintain it as much as possible. Um, but the Quebec dialect is different from what I would have learned in school, which is more Parisian French and mixed with Acadian French, which are all very different. And so there will be a lot of adapting and learning more about, you know, that accent and different vocabulary and also, um, you know, religious vocabulary as well that I would have Mm -hmm. never learned in public school. And so I do have a lot to learn language wise, but I think I have a good foundation. Well, I'm going to get you to say goodbye to people, uh, in French, maybe say a word or two in en français to uh, our listeners and then I'll get Micah if, if you'd pray for Oliver uh, I've never done this before in my life yeah. Yeah, so of course, maybe yeah. you could say something to yeah. uh, those who are listening well, I'll say a, a, a closing greeting that, the, that I've heard people say often which is essentially means that the Lord would be with you and said au revoir que le Seigneur t'accompagne thank you okay I like that it's not bad let's pray Lord, we are grateful that uh, you are moving in Oliver's life and that he's seeing what you're up to. Lord, as I think back through the years with Oliver and uh, even the number of times that he and I have joked about uh, his education in French, uh, I'm so grateful that you've been weaving this path together. And even though the bricks seem to be uh, coming from all directions, that you are building a a road for him and that you are uh, leading him. And the word for all of us would, as uh, as Oliver travels, would you be stirring in us not just a desire to support him and our other friends who are doing missions work, but to look at our own culture, uh, to become people who care about our neighbors and our friends and, uh, and dedicate ourselves to carrying your good news to our, our town. Lord, bless Oliver this summer. Uh, keep his eyes open and let him see many things and learn much, we pray, in your name. Amen. Amen.